smell that? It's the smell of time passing, of memories, sweet memories of battles past. It's the smell of a cigar, but not just any cigar. It's a Diamond Dog's Phantom Cigar. <coughs> it's made with 100% pure, unfiltered Afghani wormwood. Each one is rolled by a loyal mercenary soldier. Diamond Dog's Phantom Cigars will make time fly. So stop by your local cigar shop today and tell them you've got that phantom pain. They'll know exactly what you mean. Smoking is hazardous to your health. Inhaling large amounts of wormwood has been known to have side effects, including headache, nausea, horn-like growths, and the propensity to go hoo-hoo. Spoilers ahead for the entire amount of your franchise. Must be 18 or older and a mercenary to purchase. your host, Julia, and I am back with my bruise, Owen and Aaron. What's up, bruise? Copy that, boss. Boss, that's an African goat. <laughs> well done, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. I think we can all agree. Uh, it's not going to be the last of that. No. Buckle up, listener, because that's the beginning of what you're about to experience. For our episode about... Metal Gear Solid Vive the Phantom Pain. Metal Gear. Conceived by Julia. Produced by Julia. Starring Julia. God, I wish. I should be so fabled. I mean, this is. If we were doing Metal Gear style. Credits for this show that would your name would be all over them. You yeah. know what? I think we should just rewrite all of the literature we have on this. And when we make our live action movie based on my life, I guess that will be easy enough yeah. to do. Well, we just gave the credits, but yeah, yeah. like any Kojima game, we'll give the credits again oh. in another ten minutes, <laughs> and again, and again yeah. in another ten minutes after that. Okay, well, and and we're all gonna be here for it because because yeah. it's gonna somehow work. Yeah. Um, speaking of credits. Tell me what the title of this game is, because I, I I tried to make a joke, but then we got so swept up. I mean, in you the pretty music. much got it. Yeah, you it, I, I, you got Aaron, there eventually. Aaron yeah. sometimes does a well actually when I say it, because it's oh. either I say five or I say solid. You omit solid sometimes. That's what it I'm is. sorry to say it. I Jesus, to, I don't mean to. I don't mean to well actually you, but it's very important that you include Metal Gear Solid. Metal How? Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Very good. Because and look, I I'm honestly not in a position to well actually. In Anyone. Because <laughs> I started playing the series. This series is ancient by video game standards. This series goes back to the 80s. Really? Yes. And so this series is so, so, so old and venerable. Um, and, and, and and the history of it, I only know firsthand from the, the 90s, the late 90s onward. Um, so, so I am actually... There are guys out there who could well actually me in a second. And I'm sure I'll say... So much inaccurate stuff during this podcast. Please about, tweet at him. About the yeah. war? Yes, please. All you Metal Gear freaks, come at me. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah, but you still know more than the two of us combined, I would say. I, I don't know about that. This is my first Metal Gear game that I've played all the way through. Okay. I have never I never played the old ones just because I didn't have a PlayStation growing up, which is what you would play those on generally, right? Yeah. I went to friends' houses and watched them play. But yeah, this is the first Metal Gear that I played from start to finish. And boy... What a trippy experience. Mm. Yeah. Now, gentlemen, this game... Okay, so the history, the genesis of it, it came from the 80s. It's chi- it's product of the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's the brainchild of which man? Hideo Kojima. 
Hideo um, Kojima. Basically, video game royalty. We've talked about him uh, on other episodes of this podcast, notably Death Stranding or Death Stranding episode. He's the mind behind that wonderful piece of of, of whatever that is, of whatever that is, psychedelic action. Yeah. Postal. Um, well, it's a strand Postal. based game. Oh, yeah. Strand, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really all that needs to be said. Yeah. That and Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this song, Don't Be So Serious. Yeah. Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. Once there was an explosion, Monster <laughs> Energy. Nectar of the Gods. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Which is now right. that which is now that we mentioned this on the pod that, that Monster Energy's now been removed from that game. Yeah, yeah because like the that. licensing deal expired or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. They had to do a patch to remove Monster yeah. Energy from the drink because yeah. they had like And now it's just like Bridges Cola. <laughs> just like generic generic <laughs> cola. Yeah, yeah, they made up. That like had that now has like a weirdly outsized like place in the game. It's like why are we focusing so much of a fucking soda he's drinking. Yeah. 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 Well, no monster energy drink wow. in this game, sadly. No. 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 That would be so funny if, like, on on base, like, Big Boss just slams a, like, <laughs> yeah. a like, fucking tall boy. Yeah. Gatorade, fucking, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, Sobe. <laughs> that, that actually be, Sobe! I haven't thought Sobe. about that drink in, yeah. in that, 40 years! That would actually be anachronistic because Sobe, famously <gasps> a 90s drink... And this ta- oh. this game takes place in the 1980s. The 1980s. Um. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but but yes. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm I'm getting ahead of us a little bit. We're talking about the series. It's just stealth action wasn't a thing largely before Metal Gear. Um, Kojima has talked famously about people didn't understand what I was doing. Like they were like, why? Still why, don't understand. Still what don't you're understand doing. what I'm doing. Um. But but yeah, that he he was he was it was a groundbreaking game. Um, I've never played the, those early entries. Um, as I said, my, my first game was Metal Gear Solid, which was in the 90s on PlayStation 1. Just, just the mix of bonkers, bonkers, bonkers plot and the, the serious tone, mm-hmm. the tone of a blockbuster movie. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, and it's just a heady mix. Especially when you're growing up with it, especially when you're 14, 15, yeah. and you're playing this game and you're like, this is serious shit, but also this is this is comic book shit, you know? <laughs> um, crazy comic book shit. Um, when you say comic book shit, what do you mean? Just like it, just like a soap opera. It's like a Tom Clancy soap opera with with like magical elements, with like Marvel superhero elements, where like all this kind of mystical shit is happening, but it's also very like grounded about like nuclear deterrence and like. You know, there'll be full motion video cutscenes of like of like fucking Agent Orange, and like mm-hmm. that'll be part of the explanation for why somebody has like mental powers or something. It's just all so nuts. Mm. Um, but something about it, I think, I think just the conviction with which it's done, you buy, you buy it, mm-hmm. you buy it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did absolutely. It, sh- it shouldn't work, but it, but it does, and yeah. that's the that's the magic of Hideo Kojima. I have the least frame of reference out of anyone in this room, and I was still on board. It was sort of because it lends itself to not asking any questions, and so I didn't have to. Yeah, so what... I just had to buckle up. What inspired you to play this game? I really... I'm shocked. ...really want to be cool. And this (laughs) seems... So you played Metal Gear Solid Five: (laughs) Phantom Pain. Yeah. Because you want to be cool. This seemed on site like a really cool game. And like Mm. in the... And it was in the... In the zeitgeist of my mind as a really cool person's game. Mm. Like, just mentioned sort of incidentally as, like, something that was cool and very weird, but, like, also as an institution. I'm, mm-hmm. Before I was whatever degree of gamer I am now, I heard of Phantom. I heard of Metal Gear, let's say. Mm-hmm. I knew what, I, I knew that that was a thing. I think, I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know anything about the snakes. We'll talk about them. The snake family. Snakes, mm-hmm. yeah. I have a lot of questions about the snake family tree. I don't understand how, you know, <laughs> oh, cousins. We'll get does. into it, though. Yeah. Yeah. I need someone to explain the snake, yeah. snake lineage to me. Yeah. But, like, I knew about it. And so I, was, I really wanted to, like, actually do the thing that was just sort of hovering in the ether and say that I did it and be like, I'm a Metal Gear person now. Mm. I did that. The, yeah. Part of my gaming journey is, like, you know, you can't just talk the talk. You gotta walk mm-hmm. the walk. So I wanted to walk the walk. And how far did you get into this, would you say? like Farther than Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> that this, was really hard Death Stranding, you, you quit after like the first 45 minutes. Yeah. This one... It wasn't you, for me, man. This one you got several hours in at least, right? Oh, yeah. I, like yeah. 10 hours 10, in or so. 10, yeah. 15 oh, yeah. hours in Way like more than Death Stranding yeah. than for you. Yeah. It's... I... 
It's brilliant. I'll say that. I I think it's I think it's gunnier than I typically skew. Mm-hmm. And Aaron mm-hmm. compared it to a Tom Clancy, but but mm-hmm. cooler and on drugs. I think were something mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, along totally. the lines of it. like, totally. and it is. But yeah. but it's still that basic mechanic, and like it doesn't always hold my attention yeah. in games like that. But but yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, because this is you know at its core a stealth action game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it does what it does incredibly well, but it is kind of on one speed in terms of the gameplay a lot of the time. Yes. And I kind of felt like, is that going to be, like, there isn't much RPG stuff per se, you know, which is shit that you Is this an RPG? To... No. Not really, no. no. I mean, there's there's development that you engage in, but no, it's not, you don't level boss up. No, and you're not, yeah, I just, this was this was one I'm, I was surprised to hear that you were down with. Delighted, though. There was more, just going through it again, there was more than I remembered of, like, clicky, like, resource management like mm-hmm. spending spending uh, sort of like Stardew Valley shit like I'm yeah. gonna spend uh, this much stone on this you know upgrade to my base I'm gonna spend my GMP over here I'm gonna develop this because my R&D team is uh, and I don't know crewing up your base is such an addictive thing um that th- yeah I I agree that I was surprised that you were you played as much as you you did and you were as a, as as hooked as you were but that's th- just going back to to the Kojima, like, pedigree. That's the thing about him is he, like, even if it's not your style, just the straight-up weirdness of, like, I don't know what happens next. I don't know what mechanic comes next. Like, yeah. anything could come next. Um, and he he is one of the most consistently surprising developers out there. And, yeah. and I certainly didn't finish it. I didn't get super far. But there were even surprises in, in the parts that I played yeah. that I... And even while it is a little linear, of course... It is that kind of game. It is. It does still manage to 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 be surprising and give you moments of empowerment and give you moments of opportunity to to like get it wrong or yeah, get it really yeah. right. And all of that is very cool. Yeah, the plot the plot is very linear, but the gameplay is it's not extremely nonlinear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. So before we get into it, I, I like to talk, especially with these like games that you guys experienced in the semi recent past, about. Your particular, the moment that you got this game, especially this one, because if I remember correctly, the lore is Mm -hmm. you guys went to a midnight launch at GameStop, right? For for this one? You stood in line? I did. Oh, I'm sorry, Owen. I thought you were... (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I don't... I think I sat that one out. You didn't go. we, We were aware of Metal Gear Solid V coming out soon. It was on our radar, so we keep abreast of this kind of thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> and I think, we don't live under a rock. No, no. What are we? Philistines? <laughs> what are we, Amish? Who wouldn't know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who wouldn't know that Metal Gear Solid Five was due to release any day? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I definitely didn't do the midnight launch. Okay. Pretty sure. So and I, the I lore did. is that Aaron did, and, yes. a, and a toxic thing happened in this line at GameStop. Remember? Oh well. One guy I think it was, was very toxic. One guy was ostracized. There was there was. There was a bunch of people there because it was a big game. The, the week of, I remember the reviews dropping, yeah. and it was solid 10 out of 10 yep. masterpiece scores. Yeah. And there hadn't been a Metal Gear for quite some time, and I was just like, fuck yes. Like, fuck yes. 10 out of 10 Metal Gear, I'm there. Um, so I went to the midnight launch in Brooklyn, Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Oh. <laughs> there was a bunch of people there who were all clamoring for Metal Gear. <laughs> and then... <laughs> They were chanting, Metal Gear, Metal Gear. Yeah, Yeah, we were breaking shit, (laughs) shitting on the GameStop desk. It was like January 6th for Metal Gear. (laughs) Boss. Yes. Boss, that's Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Yes. Boss, we got to find my kids. (laughs) We got to extract them. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, so, so we were all psyched. The, guy, the GameStop guy came out and he goes, okay, so everyone's here for Metal Gear 5, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, yeah! And then there was one sad fuck who was like, uh, I'm here for Mad Max? <laughs> and, then he, and then he looked behind him and he goes, no one else here for Mad Max. Oh. <laughs> and he just silence. See, that actually, I know. that weirdly breaks my heart. I know. And the, the, way... the GameStop guy, if I remember correctly, was like, here you go, buddy. Like, <laughs> we'll take you right out of the way. Just throws it out the window. There you go. <laughs> Fetch, you fuck. Yeah. yeah. The disc isn't even in the box. Right. There you go. Throws it out of the street. Just frisbees it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right, which was like by all accounts like a serviceable adaptation. It was like, fine. Good licensed game. It wasn't terrible. No. no. I had it so much darker in my mind where you guys like all encircled him. <laughs> you're, on you're, not, well, you're not welcome here. Yeah. Yeah, that was what I thought happened. Okay. okay. You read yeah. the Metacritic? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so so thank you. So that was your experience getting that game, and you mentioned yes. it. I want to come back on this shortly, or you know. Spend not a lot of time mm. on it because it's sort of sad, but I do think we should talk about it. You mentioned the reviews, ten mm-hmm. out of ten. Mm-hmm. Oh no, now, no, we have to now talk tell about me, it. yeah, yeah. T- talk talk to me and everyone about what happened. I think we've I think we've actually talked about this on another episode at some point. Yeah, but on Death Stranding, probably Death Stranding. Yeah, but no, like this game is fucking awesome. Yeah, to a point. Uh, I was telling you guys earlier, I didn't replay the game to prepare for this episode, but I did watch. Like a YouTube of of a Let's Play, and I jumped around and, and I was just reminded because it's been a while since I played it, and I was just like, how fucking cool this game is, and how epic a it lot is. of this shit is. It is the direction, and it's like it's full, rich, fascinating game, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really end. It it starts repeating missions in the second half of the game. I was very confused because I read all the ten out of ten reviews. Nobody mentioned anything about this. Mm-hmm. Nobody warned me. Apparently. They just didn't quite finish the game, and there was a lot of cut content they meant to get to, and just certain plot points that they set up majorly in the game just get completely brushed under the rug, no closure on a lot of it. The game is not finished because Kojima broke up with Konami. Konami, right, and it was already, like, extremely over budget, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. From what I heard, the reason was that, I think I have mentioned this before, that the reviewers were brought in, and the way that they did it was, they don't get a copy to, like, take home, but they get 10 hours with the game. And they brought a bunch of reviewers in on site, and they were like, just for confidentiality or whatever, like, we're just gonna have you play 10 hours of it here. And they played it, and they were like, or whatever, it was some, some limited amount of time. And they all played, and they were like, well, this is the best game ever, this is awesome. And because of that time cap, they didn't reach the parts where, a lot of them didn't reach the parts where, in time for review deadlines, uh, reach the parts where missions start getting repeated. And and yeah, I think there is technically an ending. There's a big, huge climax in kind of the middle of the game. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, yeah. like, we did it. But then they set up, there's, they, 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 they drop in a few more threads, and you're like, ooh, what's going to happen with that? Because by that point, I'm pretty invested in this fucking weird, bizarre story. Totally, like, totally. there's weird demons floating around, I don't really know the deal, but I'm still kind of into it. If you research, you can find, like, there's evidence of scrapped scenes where they were going to wrap this stuff up, and it just never made it into the game, because I guess they ran out of time. So Kojima broke up with Konami, or... Yes, famously a lot of drama around this game, um, and they had a not... the, 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 the... the 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 company for under which uh, under whose banner Metal Gear had been published for many many years um, famously broke up with Hideo Kojima the mind behind this and so and, and so and I think I think Konami still still owns the Metal Gear like franchise yeah because they didn't didn't um, they make a Metal Gear Zombie or something oh yeah they had some some weird spin off game that wasn't it wasn't oh yeah what was that called I forget yeah. it was uh, it was some um, mm-hmm. but but yeah everyone sort of ignored it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was famously ugly. There was all kinds of drama about like he couldn't promote it, and like oh. yeah, so that probably played a played a part in how sort of fragmented the end of this is. Um, <laughs> the end of the we can get into the plot, but like I, I got to some of this, but like reading through what fucking happens in this game, it's insane the amount of like Metal Gear Solid baby shit that happens like mm-hmm. in the end, like. Like, I'll recognize him. He's he's your favorite guy from Metal Gear Solid 1 as a kid. Right. <laughs> it's like, really? Like, yeah. Remember her fan, from the Snake Eater? Phantom Menace shit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Okay, that yeah. makes me feel a little bit better. Because oh, yeah. I didn't finish this game, but neither did Kojima. To it. Yeah, what is this game? How does this what start? Is, well, is, so for the first part of this game is a feature-length film that you participate in. Yes. Fair to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's an hour-long sort of interactive cutscene, which is not really like the rest of the game. Like, this is really the only section I feel like that's like this specifically. Yes. And we should say there was a there was a weird, like, there was a prologue to this game that was released in advance of it called Ground Zeroes, which covers like other like lore shit and like hmm. there's all kinds kinds of other stuff that happens yeah. there. We're talking about the beginning of the the mainline game, Phantom Pain. Yeah, it starts with a crash 
which I think happens at the end of this prologue that you were just mm-hmm. talking about. Yes, helicopter crash. Yeah, it's a helicopter crash. You wake up in a hospital bed. Apparently, you've been in a coma for nine years, oh and God. one of your arms is gone. Ooh. Yes. Well, and, and and there's this there's this really and this is a we talked about this in Death Stranding. It's an, an amazing marriage of like stupid soap opera horseshit, yeah. which is like laughable, and then like moments of just pure, really beautifully realized and directed pathos. Where like I've never seen a moment in the game. Where you're, it's first person, you've got a doctor, he takes his time, it's like minutes and minutes of just like beeping machines and shit, and the doctor is like, you need to be ready, just take a second, Yeah. now look down at your arm, mm-hmm. and you look down and, and bottom half of your arm is missing and it's like a hook, and you're, and or, or I think at this point it's, it's just, just a stop, yeah. and, and you just start to lose it, and it's like, that's... That's a thematically very important image to this game, and it is given full weight, mm-hmm. and you... You gotta give it to the man. And another, oh, yeah. a lesser game would not. A lesser game would just would drop you in and start teaching you the fucking controls. Yeah, and be like, oh yeah, you have a your arms messing or some shit. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. like it'd be part of the tutorial. Yeah, this is not that. I know it's difficult, but please look down. It's best to see with your own eyes. Be brave. Like exactly what you're saying, like even just the title right away, the Phantom Pain, that's mm-hmm. a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it applies to this severed limb. Mm-hmm. And it also you're wondering who you are. There's lingering yeah. feeling of your mm-hmm. past life, but you don't remember. They call you Ahab. Ishmael, right? Well, you meet Ishmael. Oh yes. yeah. and right. Kojima famously fucking loves whales. Oh, it yeah. Loves whales. So all the Moby Dick references in this. About 20 minutes later in this cutscene, you, you see like a giant flaming whale in the sky, if you remember yeah. that, and followed by a flaming unicorn. Your chopper is, oh, yeah! Yeah. As we, as we found out at Trivia the other day, your chopper is Pequod. It's a Pequod. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. So, so what's the Moby Dick relevance? He just loves whales. What are you hunting? What are you hunting? What's your white whale? Yeah. Wow, well, I don't know. We'll Maybe have to your, think about that. Konami. Your life. Yeah. Konami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's got to be snake somebody. It's like yeah. a snake. Yeah. <laughs> One of the snake brothers. One of the snakes. Yeah. yeah. So, right. So, so Ishmael gets you scrubbed up and on your way. Yeah. Right. So, you're... You right. character create yourself. Yeah. It's it's sort of this weird sort of dreamlike sequence. It sort of fades in and out. You're not sure how time's passing. You you do a character creator, a full, very, very detailed character creator, but then they're just sort of like, okay, never mind. We have to change your face. Mm-hmm. And they change your face to like the, the snake face. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big boss face. Um, and then there seems to be, people are talking about how you're a wanted man, you're a famous mercenary, um, named the, the, called the Big Boss, which you'll learn later. <laughs> it's not his Christian, not your Christian well, name, Christian. but that's what they call you. No, very unclear what people's Christian names are in this game. A lot of names, none of them Christian. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the doctors are saying, like, you're being hunted, we're kind of, we're kind of hiding you out here. You're not really sure what's, what's, what's happening. And then at a certain point, there is what appears to be a tactical assault on this hospital, this sort of weird rundown hospital that you, you're staying. Oh, it's in. very spooky. Um, and and they start they start murdering nurses and doctors and oh, people yeah. getting shot in the hallways. Yeah, and it's sort brutal. of brutal. And you're very yeah. you're very brutal. weak still. You've mm-hmm. been you you've been on tranquilizers. You've been on you've just come out of a coma. You're missing an arm. You're you're fucked up. Mm-hmm. I was watching this on YouTube. I was like, God, I forgot how intense all it's this so is. So intense in the direction and everything. So intense, like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so with some help. You're kind of guided to your feet, or, or or often to your stomach, to just crawl around like a snake, like a snake, oh boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and you have to make your way out of this hospital and like and like figure out what's going on and regain your life. Mm. Um, and yeah, as you said, it's like an it's like an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. It's, it's 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 extended. Yeah. Um, it's the director's yeah. Right you're, being, away. you're being like hunted by this group called Cipher. Cipher. Mm-hmm. And also, there's like. Flaming demon people yes. walking around. And yes. th- that's the big end motif of this movie is a giant El Diablo comes out of the flames. Yeah. And you're like, I guess I'm going to face that guy at the end of this game. Because that yeah. seems like... And big, you don't really. You don't he's, really. He's a big, he's a big <laughs> boss. But I guess why you would he's think not that. the yeah. big boss. Yeah. I mean, he scared the piss out of me. Yeah. I mean, you're the big boss. 
<laughs> Even though you're not, it's real confusing. We'll get into that later. Yeah, no, but maybe, yeah, it's maybe, so maybe but, but yes, a lot of supernatural elements. Yeah. There's like a floating child that keeps yep. appearing and then yeah. yep. disappearing. There's the man on fire. Mm-hmm. There's there's a, a stanked operative who keeps sort of flashing in and out mm-hmm. of, uh, of of reality. She goes invisible and then will will pop up again and like murder somebody and like who are all these people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're out. You're out off in the wilderness now. You're lost. And who who shows up? To save you. Who? Mm-hmm. Snake's old rival, Revolver Ocelot. <laughs> I know he's got like a full name that's like Shakshuka. Shalashaska. Yeah. There's a whole like there's a whole like three minute like audio log about yeah. what that name means yeah. that I've listened to it and I remember none of. Yeah. Um, but yes, Revolver Ocelot, he's been in I feel like maybe all of the Metal Gear Solid games. If not, close to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely in one, definitely in three. Pretty sure in four, could, not could be wrong. Um, but yes, he's a mainline character. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. He, he's voiced by Troy Baker, mm. star of The Last of Us game. Nope. The game. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you said TV show. He's yeah. in the show, too. We just haven't seen him he's yet. He's going to be on the TV show, yeah. supposedly. Big Boss, you know who I am. A certain man gave me a job to do. Two, actually. First was to get you out of that hospital. The second was to rescue the man himself. He's doing a southern accent part of the time. Some of the time he's like, "Boss, let me te- let me teach you about your binoculars, or should I say your int scope?" Like, <laughs> but then other times he'll be like, "Boss, welcome back to the base. <laughs> Good to see you, boss." It's just a little. I don't know. And I, mm-hmm. Troy is, you know, he's brilliant voice actor. No, he's the master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the man. His, he's his, the boss. his performance as Joel, he's the boss. Incredible. Oh, but, the, but, the, but this was, I don't know, it just wasn't what I remembered it. Oh, God. <laughs> just being, being like, all right, boss, open your eye droid. Because he teaches about an mm-hmm. eye droid that you mm-hmm. get, a combination of iPhone and a droid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like even a though weird. It's, even though, even though, even though it's, it's 1984 <laughs> in the game. Yeah. No, I love it. I didn't know who Troy Baker was before this game. I oh, really? Him. No, I, this is my first encounter with Troy, I think, or like the, my first conscious encounter. Where I'll say, I was you like, never, who is that guy? You never played Shadow of Mordor, where he I, plays Italian. No, I don't. The think Ranger. So. No, I, I think I learned that that was him after the fact. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't like, I didn't pick it up and, and I was like, oh, great, uh, Troy performance, like wonderful. I, I, I was like, what's that voice? Because it's so, he, he talks a lot throughout the game. He's like your radio buddy. Um, which is a big deal in Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. You, you have, like, radio buddies who... Mm-hmm. A lot of this is, like, phone conversations oh, oh, or yeah. audio conversations. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the best parts of Metal Gear is, is, is there's action, there's stealth, but then there's lengthy phone conversations with your friends about what's happening, mm-hmm. why is it happening, what's all the cool military stuff, what are all the acronyms, mm-hmm. um, who, who's cute, who am I crushing <laughs> on, all of this shit yeah. is Metal Gear. And he is your he's your radio guy. Yeah. Um, one him, dude, one in one of the games, you're talking to a dude on the radio while you're like masturbating to a picture really? in a locker. It's and and he's like, yes. and he's like, Snake, what are you doing? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Snake's> like, <"Ugh."> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like a weird Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. That, that wow. You, can, yeah. Yeah. No, you think Snake could just hang up for that part, but. Snake's always online. No, <laughs> he has to pick up. He's, 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 he, that's, that's the thing about being Snake. Um, yeah. Hey. <laughs> no time to. No time to. Be alone with your snake. Wow. Um, hey, wow. um, yeah, but 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 anyway, my point is that I love his performance, even though I think yeah, you're right. The the amount of Texas in in Revolver Ocelot's voice definitely like varies, it fluctuates um, more than I remember. But yeah, so, sometimes he's like the wormwood. Yeah. Sometimes he's like, "Welcome back to base, boss." Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I it's just such an authoritative, wonderful, deep. Beautiful voice mm. that you're just, it's just home, you know, in this game. He's it's great. Just, He's amazing. Yeah. Listen, he had me at Baby Gurr. Um, now, listen, when oh. we were talking voice performances, I thought we were going to have to talk right away about oh. the man himself. We do. Star of this game and should be the star of every game. My boy, Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Jack mm. Kiefer Sutherland. Bauer. Yes, controversial decision to, Very to recast Spider-Man. Snake's voice. <laughs> Very And to play Spider-Man. Some people thought he was way too old. Listeners will remember that from yeah. a couple episodes Yeah, that's back. a callback mm-hmm. to, a, to a Control Freak episode where Julia thought... <laughs> Kiefer, t- present day Kiefer yeah. should play uh, the new Spider-Man. Yeah, he'd be, um, he'd be amazing. In and- the PlayStation games. <laughs> He's great. I love Kiefer. And he, it is. It was controversial because Snake's voice 
has been iconic for many years. The guy who did it, David Hayter, we should watch later some clips of the other Metal Gear Solid games to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. We will. It's, they went in a different direction. Um, he, he was like, Video game old guard, very gravelly, like, mm. like Snake. This is Snake. Mm-hmm. Um, it, f- fun, but maybe not like, not the feel that they were going for in this game. Yeah, um, they want someone sexy. Well, I, I, like, I think Dan Hayden was quite sexy. Well, we have different tastes. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> yeah. But Keith like, has like pathos. He's a really good actor. David, David Hayden did have pathos. I, I can't, well, I can't no, sit they, by yeah, and let they you don't say They do give a lot to, the, I don't know, maybe David Hayden had more to work with, but Kiefer does mostly. Yeah, no, I read that Kojima purposely gave Snake less to say because he thought it would make him like a more relatable player character. Like, if you don't make him more like Link from Zelda, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's really funny. If that's the logic. Like, yeah. it's Mario and Mario RPG. Yeah, yeah. like, I, that's funny because I, I've read reviews that assumed that Kiefer's hourly rate was so high <laughs> that they had to, like, they had to cut down. Yeah. So there's, like, yeah. we can afford two grunts. There's... <laughs> Can you give us one more? Just one thing, cause This isn't about the past. We're fighting for the future. There's there's <laughs> notable scenes that are quite emotionally weighty for Boss, where he just sort of stands there and stares, and just Troy is just like, I'll let you absorb all this, Boss. <laughs> <laughs> or Troy does all the talking because he's like $24 an hour. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, I think Troy's probably a good good rate too because he's just available. You know, yeah, he's he's, available. this is what he yeah, does. Um, he just wants to do this. Yeah, this is his life. Yeah. So um, Kiefer is playing a character named Punished Venom Snake. Mm-hmm. So Punished is his government and Venom is his nickname. Well, Punished Venom. The nicknames, we have to talk about the nicknames. They're out of yeah. control. So someone will have a totally unrealistic first name, yeah. an unrealistic middle name in quotations, and then an unrealistic third name. Yeah. Right, like every every part of their name is a nickname, yeah. but only the middle part is like in quotes. And you're like, right. so like, and you're like what, oh, what? Oh, no, it's oh, oh, that's the nickname. Very like, confusing. Oh, that's, oh, Benedict yeah. Kazuhira Miller. Yeah. Well, Benedict Miller is probably <laughs> not Benedict's even the worst one. I guess Benedict's a real name. Yeah, yeah. But like but, Revolver? But Revolver? Oh, yeah. Shalashaska is the nickname. Right, like, name. like, yeah. Revolver yeah. is your government. No, yeah. it's like nicknames upon nicknames upon nicknames. It's, it's really funny. It's, yeah, it's uh, I mean, while, so funny. While we're on the topic of credits, yep. yeah, I think we got to talk about because, like, too. the first hour of the game, you get all the actor credits, so you see Kiefer's name and you see who's doing the voices. Then the second hour, you get the character credits. So the first hour was starring Kiefer. So now it's starring Punished Venom Snake. Mm-hmm. Punished Venom. Punished <laughs> Venom Snake. My favorite c- credit though that I saw was that there's a credit for. Ocelot Sunglasses. <laughs> yes. It says Ocelot Sunglasses by J.F. Ray Eyewear. J.F. Ray Eyewear. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, they, drop, they drop two of them in really close succession. Yeah. It's like five minutes apart where yeah. I'm like, so we're crediting the sunglasses? Yeah. I know. No. That you put in the game? It, it, out it, of control. It, ab- it absolutely has echoes of game show where like at the end of Jeopardy, they would be like Alex Trebek's suits by Canelli. Yeah, exactly. And like, Yes, they're fascinating, and yes. I don't mind the credits. There was not a single credit interlude that I was well, like. But, not but they don't stop. Super into, no, they, they don't do stop. Not stop. Every mission you Every do in the game, mission. you're going to get the character credits yes. again. Yes. Yes. Who's yes. starring in this mission? Yes. Yes. It is unbelievable. <laughs> no, it's it's really it's it's quite exhaustive. And it's, it's exhausting. There's no other game that does it, and and that's why it's so striking. It's almost Brechtian. Yeah. Where like. You'll play a game, and instead of, like, getting into that gameplay loop of just, like, I'm going to lose myself, it stops you for a second, and it's like, now wait, remember, here are the people who made the game, here are all the characters in the game, uh, they treat the characters well, like they're actors, well, right? That, <laughs> Credit the characters. Even though we already introduced the actors. Don't take too long getting used to your new self. Hang on. Where we left off, Revolver Ocelot finds you. Yes. And he gives you a mission that you gotta go to Afghanistan, right? Is yes. that the first mission? Yes, he's 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 told he tells you that you used to be the big boss. <laughs> the, the 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 head mercenary, you ran your own private military, and you were the king shit. Something happened nine years ago where somebody came for you, completely broke your fucking whole plan, or your entire fucking deal. Somebody came and ruined it. You got to find out who did it, where all your people are, rebuild your force from the ground up, and there's some sort of nefarious plan, and you got to uncover it and stop it. And your force is called 
The Diamond Dogs. The Diamond Dogs. Because I guess Kojima likes David Bowie. You are going to be going on stealth missions. Throughout the whole game, you're going to be extracting people. You're going to rescue them using your Fulton recovery device. Which is like you you attach balloons onto people or or animals, sheep, dogs, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which sends them flying up into the air and back to your mother base ship, mothership, which is an incredibly hilarious mechanic. That's yeah. funny every time you like put balloons on a sheep and they're like Meh. <laughs> as they go <laughs> as they go shooting back to your ship. It's so weird and goofy. Because at this point, also my favorite part and of ridiculous, the game. but so good, it's so fun. This one is a player for me. Even knowing Metal Gear, I was like wildly confused about what is the gameplay. <laughs> yeah, and like you're, you're so you're going on a military style mission. I think the first mission is you have to you, you have to go in and right extract someone using. Yeah, your you have to go get Miller, right? You have to go right. You have to right. register. You, I don't your, think you, your buddy, right? You have to. I think you have to put him on a chopper or something. Yeah, because right? he's being held captive. Yeah, yeah. Who's your very trusted confidant? Another huge character, Cos Miller. Um, mm-hmm. and. And yeah, so you're like, okay, it's like a shooter stealth game. I kind of get that. But then they start introducing these other mechanics, like like that you can strap on balloons to people. Yep. And and you're just being fed all of this so quickly. Yeah. Um but but yes, you're you're dropped into Afghanistan during the Soviet uh occupation of Afghanistan. So Russian soldiers everywhere, um, very fraught sort of atmosphere. Um, yeah, and that's the, you're going to be doing missions in this AOE. Yeah, and it's really well done stealth action. Like, really tight. I just went in shooting. Yeah. Oh, you just, you just shot up? Yeah, I just went in shooting. I just went in. I went in hot. Yeah. I, I did the stealth. I was really bad at the stealth, so I just went in shooting. Oh my god, I loved so much <laughs> creeping around the levels, and you can pick up audio tapes of 80s tracks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to them while you're creeping around knocking out guys. <laughs> so, like, I'm listening to She Blinded Me with Silence. <laughs> Science. Uh, Love that shit. Yeah. The, it's, the, the amount of, and I think this is the big thing that the reviewers, even after the, the sort of the plot, like, kind of fizzling out came out, and they were like, okay, you repeat missions, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's a bit of an issue there. But I think even after that, no one, like, rescinded their 10 out of 10 score because you cannot argue that this game doesn't have this amazing open gameplay of like here's your target here's here's the different things you should do here's our suggestions boss but like it's up to you to equip the tools you need to re- to first research and develop the tools you need um, by building up your staff by extracting guys from the from your combat zone yeah then develop the, the weapons take them on the mission and then employ them in the way that you see fit yeah. see fit mm-hmm. and that can be anything from you know, scoping people out from a distance ahead of time, sniping guys, using rocket launchers, just sneaking, straight up sneaking, um, waiting until the correct time of day to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's all part of your calculation. And when the plan goes wrong, it feels remarkably like organic mm-hmm. and, and like like conflict just arose based on you had a plan, it went fucking sideways. Now you have to get out of it and get to the chopper. Yeah. It's very, very alive and yeah. And then, off the rails. And then you go back to your mothership and do base management stuff. Yes. And like, a lot of it. And your yes. mothership, by the way, is in the Seychelles. So yes. It's so lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's almost I like it's in Turks. I didn't even clock that. Yeah, so, I was like, yeah. oh, that's nice. Oh, how lovely. Oh, oh, yeah. No, okay. yeah, luxury. Yes. Your mothership is great because all your diamond dogs are there. <laughs> And you can wrestle with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can practice your CQC hand-to-hand combat shit. And then your dudes, like, salute you. And, like, this is an honor, boss. <laughs> right. While you, like, throw them to the ground. <laughs> right, right. You like, you, like, smack dudes as hard as you can in the face. And they'll be like, thank you, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, boss. <laughs> Spar with me, boss. It's like, uh, it, like, scratches some management itch, you know? Like, yes. you are building something back home. You are acquiring materials, mm-hmm. be it an African goat, be it wormwood, be <laughs> it, uh, you know... A man who speaks yep. Russian. A, man, yep. a, a vehicle. <laughs> the language. A, a, a tank. Yep. And the language mechanic of once you extract an interpreter in mm-hmm. different scenarios, then you can understand what you couldn't previously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, so thoughtful. Where yeah. have you seen? I've never seen that. No, yeah. That when you when you drop into Afghanistan, you're sneaking around. You're hearing these Russian guys on the radio, and you can't understand what they're saying. You don't speak Russian in real time. Right. And. 
And Troy lets you know, Troy Baker lets you know over the radio, like, if you want to know what they're saying, if you want to be able to interrogate these guys, we need uh, an interpreter that can speak Russian and translate in real time. Mm -hmm. And that's just like, you just, most games don't think about that. No! No! No. Whereas this game, in addition to Phantom Pain being a a central, like, theme and, and image, language is vitally important to this game and mm-hmm. part of this game. Extremely. Yes. Um, and so that that consideration, the fact that it's part of the gameplay in that way, and that you have to extract a guy with that skill. Yeah. It's just, man. Yeah. The, the, the mechanics come so hard and fast where, okay, now I'm extracting people in addition to doing my military stuff. Okay, now I'm now I'm extracting animals because an NGO is paying me to create a zoo on my like base. Okay, oh, now, now, yeah. now there's different skills, and I have different. I, I have. I keep getting new teams that do mm-hmm. different stuff for my gameplay. Um, I keep researching and developing new new abilities. Um, my, my extraction gets better and better, so I can extract bigger and bigger shit. Like it's yeah. just. That's a rough diamond. Good find. It'll fetch a high price. For a game that has pretty sparse cutscenes, as we as we've covered, a lot of open world gameplay. Again, that that Kojima touch. The thing that I will always associate with this game is you, you take your chopper everywhere. In fact, it's your area aerial command center. I think mm-hmm. they call it your ACC. Oh yeah, your ACC. <laughs> but like so much of this game is, and there's no way to skip it, is you in a chopper, sort of, and the chopper sort of gaining altitude or 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 descending if you're coming in somewhere, and you're just watching the land sort of spiral. Um, your base, or or the wastes of Afghanistan, or or later Africa, you you just yep. sort of watching the land sweep below you, yeah. as you just sort of watch out the bay door, um, as you get closer to or away from this this sort of combat area, and it's just beautiful and thrilling, and that sense of like, okay, this is about to start, and it makes you think. It does. It makes it does. It makes you, and it gives you a moment to just gives sort you of, a moment to think, like yeah. you were saying about the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's an intellectual game about war. It's paced. It is paced, mm-hmm. and and yep, it's it's just there's nothing like it. I've never seen a game have that moment, and mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen since actually. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you described something that I was feeling, but I couldn't really mm-hmm. articulate. Which is it does it does these things differently? It feels yes. like, and it, I think you're right. Well, those it just plucks out little moments and just fucking sculpts them, and it's 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 wonderful. Yeah. So you keep going out on these missions to what end? Are right, who are you trying to get to, or what are you trying? to I mean, get it's to? you're you're trying to build back up your private merc force, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which there the morality of it is so funny because like who's a good guy and who's a bad guy is very murky. You're like the best merc, and like constantly they're talking about other PFs, other private forces that are like bad guys. They'll take any contract, boss. <laughs> but then they'd be like, okay, someone just paid us a shitload of money to go do this. <laughs> so let's go do a boss. Um, but anyway, like that's a big part of the first part of the game is we got to build back up our force. And then you're trying to find out who, who did us dirty nine mm, years ago. Yep. What are their plans? What there's supernatural shit that seems to be happening as we've sort of Talked about? Yeah, there's like weird super soldiers that are like mm-hmm. infected with some weird virus that's making them crazy and jumping around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you're a lot of it's a mystery of like what's going on. You're sort of getting it in bits and pieces as you kind of rebuild mm-hmm. your force. Um, and it's sort of tying in with other Metal yeah. Gear lore. Mm-hmm. Can uh, we talk about the companions that you can bring with you? Do it. Yes. I know there's one in particular yeah. we all need to talk so, about. But actually, the whole companion system. Like, the buddies you can bring out. Because you have a bunch. One of my favorite parts of this game. Hmm. Usually one of my favorite parts of any game. Like, Hmm. probably my favorite part about, like, the Far Cry games. I think it was Far Cry 5 in particular had, like, a great selection of different buddies with different abilities that you could bring out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. 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 Yeah. In this game, you have... You can bring out a horse. D-horse. D-horse. You can recruit a little cute puppy that grows up into a dog. D-dog. D-dog. Uh, I think you can get, at one point, you can get, like, a big mech that you can ride around in, which is pretty sweet. Walker, yeah. 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 Um, and a sexy lady (laughs) named Quiet. The anime sniper. (laughs) Oh, God, they've been waiting for that. Yeah. We have to talk about Quiet. Yeah, go ahead. For a bit. I never met her. Way to bury the lead. Like, you know, I know she's there. Well, you met her briefly in the beginning. Okay, right. I did, yes. Well, yeah. The way you get, it's like a... 
is it an optional mission or do you have to do this? I think at, at some point it's weird because they sort of they hide this in a side quest, but it's incredibly important to yeah. them. Yeah, um, and I think eventually you do have to do that. I think you run you run out of stuff to well, do. Yeah, because you face off against this enemy sniper and you don't know who it is, but she's real good at sniping, and you extract her and take her back to your ship. Can you not just kill her? I don't think you can. Okay. Um, that would make sense. If, I yeah. don't think it's possible. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. You've been hearing reports of like, there's a sniper who's been terrorizing, yeah. you know, the, the region. And then you're on your way to do something and all of a sudden she corners you. Yeah. And you have to like, so you, you might have to get a delivery of a sniper rifle from yeah. the chopper if you don't have one. And you have to sort of do a battle with her and take her out. Yeah. Um, and it's just ugh, like, this character is incredibly badass, super powerful. She's infected with this crazy virus thing that's given her supernatural powers. And she's actually... Now you're miming boobs. Is that... I didn't mean to, okay, but you are me. right. Yeah. <laughs> she's also... Right. Is she's, that what you meant? Well, she's also putting completely naked up top, almost. Mm-hmm. The, the game... The game <laughs> tries to justify it. Like, after you capture her and you, like, lock her up in, in the brig, Ocelot's like... She refuses to wear clothes. Other than that, she's completely cooperative. <laughs> right, well, later, later, Ocelot's like, she receives nutrition due to photosynthesis. Yes, <laughs> yes, she breathes through her skin. So if she wore clothes, that would suffocate her. Right. So she's a plant? <laughs> she's the hot, she's a bodacious plant. She's yes. a dwarf <laughs> She's plant. become a sexy plant. Yeah, Ocelot, he's literally like, clothing would suffocate her. Showers are okay, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because she's in her cell. She's literally, she's in a thong and like a little teeny bikini. God, you, uh, I hate girls like this. They're like, oh, I can't wear clothes. It's actually not good for me. Like, shut up. Yeah, me too. I hate girls like Quiet from Metal Gear 5. (laughs) I hate, I hate that kind of girl. (laughs) Virus infected, crack sniper. Breathe through her her skin. No, you guys were never a high school girl. I promise bitches like this exist they're like oh my god I'm actually so much more comfortable in like a bra yeah mm. I, I like to just wear my tank top yeah it's just yeah it's, shut it's, up it's, it's just this character got such a bad deal because <laughs> because all anyone focuses on and rightfully so yes. is the fact that she doesn't talk and that she's mostly naked. Yes. However, there is a reason why she doesn't talk. An incredibly important reason which we find out later yeah. which is that yeah. if she talks she's gonna speak English which like activates this virus that people on the ship are infected with. Through the English language? Not yeah. Yes, that we, we can get into this later yeah. more, but but there's a whole there's a whole big plan that's going on that has to do with the the speech, spoken language. <gasps> yeah. And and that there's a virus that's being intentionally spread, the end goal of which is to undermine American hegemony. And, and quite too, like bring her in battle as a companion, she's fantastic. Because she's a great sniper. You can just target whoever you want and she'll hit them. It's pretty much guaranteed. Wow. And the whole time, she's kind of like humming to herself. She's like, hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And, there's a, that. and there's like a wildly awesome cutscene with her later in the second half of the game. This long fight where she's doing like all these Matrix moves. And it's like really like, man, she's a badass. Oh, I, I love the cutscene. You know what I'm talking Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds cool. The, yeah. the, there's one that I really like where where you've just she's you've just sort of captured her. Yeah. But it's sort of unclear how how much she's in control still because um, she's got all these powers. And uh, a Russian MIG comes and and, and is going to shoot down your chopper. And she, you let her like like set up her mm-hmm. stuff. You're still oh yeah, no, sure that's, she's that's on your cool. side. And she, it's a it's a MIG. It's a it's a fighter jet. It's going at, at Mach one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she. She, you see her line at the shot and shoot, and you see the, the, the jet, you can't see what happens, the jet keeps coming toward you, and then as it gets close, you see the bullet hole, and the, the and the pilot's dead, and it just goes down into the, yeah, so she, she, yeah. she's tracked this thing, it's really cool. She's um, a hard ass, and it's like, Kojima, why couldn't you just give her clothes? <laughs> the last staff member who tried to dress her, breathing through tubes. Other than that, she's completely cooperative. Can I just say, also, I just also want to collect little things that you love. It sounds like mm-hmm. there are a lot of incidentals. And one thing I would just like to say is that the loadout screen music goes on. Yeah. Oh, it's it so, goes on. Yeah, it's extremely epic. Yeah, it's so good. I just wanted to make sure I said that. Starts as just like a fanfare, but then it just gets so... It's just roaring and like yeah really noble mm-hmm. um, yeah the music yeah. in this game is like 80s tracks mm-hmm. or 
covers of them that mm-hmm. we didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and awesome loadout music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's a it's a heady mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We haven't even touched on the the quote villain of this game. So who is no. the villain? Skull face. <laughs> is he the devil you see in the beginning or no? No. No. Oh. That's the man on fire. Yeah. Um which in addition to being a Denzel Washington movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Is it's and this happens in I, I'm not sure if he knew that this would be his last Metal Gear game um at some point or yeah. in some way. Probably not. Maybe it was part of the deal. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But a lot of these characters are have resonances with or are in fact characters from other Metal Gear games mm. in just mutated form or early form or just unrecognizable yeah. until suddenly it hits you. The floating demon child that we see is that Psycho Mantis? Psycho Mantis, mm-hmm. which is a character from Metal Gear One. Metal Gear One, mm-hmm. and Fa- famously says, "What's the matter, Snake? Don't you like girls?" Um, during a boss fight, and the where, answer might be no, well, where, based on what I'm hearing. Where, where he's using this 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 woman who you've had this sort of connection with as like a puppet, and she's he's making her aim a gun at you. Oh, he says that. Mm-hmm. And I my, thought that was something your dad used to say. No, my dad famously heard. Me, oh, and quoted it. Heard me playing Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> oh. Heard heard Psycho Mantis go, "What's the matter, Snake? Don't you like girls?" Oh. And he was like, "What the fuck are you playing?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought oh like Mario and shit. This but, makes much more sense now. Yes, but that's like Omantis. Um, also known as Tretish Rebinok. I'm just looking oh, this up Jesus. now. On I the did not know that. I did Metal not know Gear that. Wiki. Yeah. The third boy and the floating boy who was born in the early 70s in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Just want to make sure I got that out there. Jesus. No, it's a ra- it's a whole the war is a whole rabbit hole. But 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 yes, Man on Fire is an important part of this game, but is not the bad the the main bad guy who is indeed Skull. Mm-hmm. Skullface. Skullface. Skull. Yeah, he's the, he's the head of this bad company, right? Cypher. Is he the head? Cypher. Well, he's yeah. important at least. There's some again, the, the war. The, Cypher used to be run by a different person named Zero, who I don't know who that is from one of the other games. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Cypher's been taken over by XOF, which is like the strike force within Cypher. Yeah, and the, the, the guy who leads that is Skull. Right, things. and they're trying to. Make nuclear weapons that they can control, right? That they can sell to other people and that they can control them. Isn't that the plan? Yeah, every Metal Gear game is the idea is there's a walking tank that shoots nukes. That's the whole thing. Right. And, and that's the Metal Gear, right? That's Metal Gear. Right? Oh. Yeah, that's what, oh. That is the actual Metal Gear. That's what a Metal Gear is. Yeah. Right. What is a Metal Gear? What is a Metal Thank Gear? You. It's been so long yes. since Julia's done her what is title of game. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, wow, Metal, we gotta bring that back. Metal that Gear, that helps me a lot. Okay, yeah. so Metal Gear that, does have a have a very straightforward explanation, yep. which is, and they usually all have a special other name based on what yeah. model they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the one in the one in Metal Gear Solid One is Rex. Metal Gear Rex. This one's Sahalanthropus, Sahel- Is that right? <laughs> God, I couldn't uh, say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, walking tanks with nuclear capabilities. <laughs> that's part of their plan. Yeah. Um, and that's gonna be your ending boss fights. So, you know, sort of. Right. You know, your big midway. Mid finale right. boss fight. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. It's the and real finale of this game because is he like an undercover snake brother or he Who? skull skullface? No, I don't he's think like so. One of Snake's distant cousins. Like <laughs> the lore is so insane. Everybody's related in this game. <laughs> it drives me crazy. It's just no, one big dysfunctional multi generational family of mm-hmm. of of snake brothers who. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like they can get along. Mm-hmm. Totally. Not even the patriarch. <laughs> I assume Venom is the patriarch because this is a prequel. Yes, I think you're, and this is why I say soap opera. There's the family and of the snakes, and like Big Boss versus Solid Snake versus Liquid Snake. There's clones of clones, or at least at least clones. Several sets of clones. Um, oh yeah, lots of different names for the same oh, people. Yeah. Um, it's it's all very 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 convoluted. By this point. Yeah, at one, at one point you like pick up this like child, like this, this like kid named Eli mm-hmm. who like runs a bunch of child soldier gangs. Wow, mm-hmm. and he ends up being this like sort of interesting plot point that never gets resolved. Where he like interacts with the floating child, the psychomantis. Psychomantis like gives him a vial of the like the virus or whatever that Skullface and them were making. And Eli like has this thing and now it's like, oh maybe he's gonna be able to like merge with the Metal Gear or something. And it just never 
Well, and of course, Eli is Liquid Snake, the big bad guy of Metal Gear 1. Um, oh, so shit! Solid and, and, isn't he, solid and isn't he maybe a clone of Snake? Well, yes, he's, yes. A, he's a clone of Big Boss. Oh my god. He's um, a... Uh, no, that's what you were saying. They're all related. Uh, boss, have you lost your mind? Maybe you're not the Big Boss we hope for after all. And like the big twist you guys were telling me of you're not the boss. We, does that yeah. come out? Does that come out in the part that yeah. did have an ending? Or yeah, it's maybe you're not the boss. Yeah, like as the second half of the game goes on, yeah, you start repeating missions, which is very off-putting. Mm. But you're still getting little cutscenes here and there. Occasionally, maybe you get like a unique mission that you haven't done yet, but it isn't much. Yeah. But yeah, through these cutscenes, you sort of come to learn that you are not who you thought you were. You're not the boss. Mm. You're just some soldier that was in the crash with boss or... Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Some, something like that. But through hypnosis and plastic surgery, you uh, now believe that you are and sound like Snake, the boss. Mm-hmm. And the guy who saves you from the assassin in the first scene, that's the real Snake. Mm. But you don't know it because he's covered in bandages. Yep. But he gets you out of there. So that's the ending people don't like? I like but, it. And then, well, you learn a few things, but you don't get to do anything different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Well, and they sort of, I think they, from what I read, there's, and I never got here, so correct me if I'm wrong, you just watched all this. But, like, I think they tried to wrap it around a little bit so that, because yeah. Big Boss is the bad guy of the original Metal Gear in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You play as Snake, as Solid Snake. And Big Boss, um, who you are a clone of, is the is the bad guy. He's this private force um, military guy who's a bad guy. You're going to take him down. And so I think at the end they sort of hint at Big Boss is actually not a great guy. And that maybe that punished Venom Snake, who you are, who you're actually not the boss. <laughs> oh you, you disagree with some of what he's doing. He's creating a new private force that's a state or some horseshit. Mm. Um, a, a mecha for mercenaries, I think, or some bullshit. Yeah. And, and so they try to sort of close the circle and mm-hmm. be like, now you see where the original timeline sort of picks up. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I've just, I've just elided so much rich war <laughs> about, about Metal Gear and yeah, the, all the different entries. But yeah, that's the, that's one the of you out there knows the correct version. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you tell us. Yes. And whoever that is, is a real boss. And you they're are the real the big real boss. Big boss. <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like I just got a history lesson, but none of this is, of course, real. Yeah. Or is it? I don't know you what's know. real. You I mean, people what? said that about Death Stranding, but then look what happened. Global <laughs> pandemic. Oh my god, the delivery true. people were worshipped. Okay, That's so true. If, if, if Metal Gear Phantom Pain predicted anything, what do you think it was? Eventually, in war... Soldiers will put balloons on each other <laughs> and extract out of the the war zones through that. We may be doing that already. Mm. Yeah. We're all too square to know. Yeah, mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Women are going to talk less. I think it predicted that. And show... <laughs> Thank, Thank God. God. Show more. Am I right? <laughs> Breathe through your skin. <laughs> uh, what I really wanted to ask, sort of here, as we've summarized a lot of it is play out a little scenario for me, just for the fans, for Mm. you guys who know more than I do, let's say. I liked the ending. I thought it made sense. I didn't play it. I probably would have enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. But let's You would never have gotten there. I would never have gotten You wouldn't have made it. Nope. I think explaining it also, even just talking about it, it's it's a little more of a like, okay, that's an ending. Mm -hmm. In practice, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I remember it happening is like, you have this big climax with Skullface where you hunt him down. I think you blow off his limbs, so oh, he's got he's the Phantom Pain. Yep. Yep. And then somebody else sends it for him, but like you, you yeah, what's his name? Dr. Emmerich. Right, right. Huey, right. Huey yeah. shoots him like, in the face. Right. Yeah. Who's like the dad of a dude from Metal Gear Solid 1. It's uh-huh. it all like I said this earlier, it's all like a Metal Gear Babies right. band. Yeah. It's like, remember this guy from yeah. Metal Gear 1? Well, he's just a baby now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like yeah, you have this big climax where you've hunted him down, you've bested him, you've yeah. bested Sahelanthropus. Yep. Um, it, I think the credits roll, I'm sure they do. Oh, yeah. Um, but then there's more game. 
And that's when you get the stuff of Eli, like baby liquid snake. Yeah. And like other the virus is still around and you're like, okay, like and you're still But you you're, barely get any of that. And you're redoing missions and you're like, is the game over or not? Yeah, it's so yeah. confusing. And it's not over, but it's just sort of the, it, there isn't a narrative it doesn't really make sense from a from a it, the pacing sort of falls apart at that All point. Right, completely so let's falls say, apart. Yeah. Let's say Konami has decided to finish the game. Okay. And they pitch they pitch it to Kojima, and he says, no way, I don't care, I don't want to finish it. Mm-hmm. And so they go to you guys next, mm-hmm. and they say, Owen and Aaron, how should we have ended this game? In the remastered version, what would you like to do? Mm. Well, they cure quiet, Aww. so she could put on a nice warm sweater, <laughs> so people could stop ogling at her So you want for her to minute. cover up, that's the first thing. I just... I, <laughs> Okay. When you when you put it like that, <laughs> I just shame one. No, I just. <laughs> I mean, those bodacious boobs. I know too much for my base. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. right? Um, take, no, take a shot <laughs> <laughs> in private. Yeah, I don't want to see. Yeah, I, I I read on I read on Reddit that what a lot of people were hoping was that the end was like a like a really faithful remake. Of the original Metal Gear. <laughs> so you would switch, I guess, to controlling Solid Snake. It'd skip forward a couple of years. You'd be infiltrating. Big Boss would be running his, like, private private Merc force on Zanzibar land, I think. Wow. Um, and you'd have to infiltrate it and take him out. And then the, the loop would be finally closed. Um, that sounds pretty good. I do think I do think like a Red Dead 2 ending where you become Solid Snake would be, would be kind of fun. Mm. Um, yeah. Or even played as Liquid for a little while. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's all so fucking spun out at this point that <laughs> I honestly don't begrudge them the unfinishedness. Mm. I kind of wouldn't change it because it's just, it's messy and fucking weird. And mm. I, it kind of has to be, I think. Wow. Yeah, it just, it was messy and weird, but it was still making a really good story. Yes. So I don't, I didn't want him to lose that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. As fucked up and convoluted as everything gets with the story, it's like, mm. I still just... I want this to be complete. Yeah. Mm. I just feel empty at the end. Mm. I hope this never happens to you again, Owen. God, me neither. <laughs> Thank God Death Stranding was a complete... Complete. And boy, was it a complete game. And somehow we're still going to get a second one. Yeah. Wow. As if there wasn't enough to say. No. Wow. Yeah, or, do you think we'll ever see another Metal Gear? Not from Kojima. Uh, oh, yeah, no. I, I'm not sure he has the rights to it. Yeah. I actually don't know, but I think Konami has the rights. Really? Yeah. I, I think yeah. I heard that, they, that they're... That there's a rumored Metal Gear Six in development there because it's a valuable property. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to pull it off without him. Yeah, maybe they've maybe bridges have been mended. I'm not sure. Um, maybe maybe not. Maybe they're just going to try to do it without him, see if they can get somebody who can match the tone. Do you think if the fans could do anything to mend those bridges, they would? Yeah, though uh, there's a lot of I don't know. A lot of people are sort of like, eh, he's on his own now. More power to him. You know, um, yeah. no Death reason to go Stranding, back. yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. DS2. <laughs> DS2, um, he's yay! Happy. Yeah, he's happy. Something I think everyone's like the sort of... rain is poison. I don't mm-hmm. know. Fine. Oh, real poison, yeah. Makes yeah. you, makes you old. Oh, we can't, oh. we can't get started okay, on this. Okay, we won't, we won't go there. We can't get started on the time <laughs> I fall. Know, I know, I know, I don't know. Guys, I don't think we've had enough discussion of <laughs> multi-tiered bonkers lore. Let's, let's talk Death Stranding lore. Oh. I was going to say, did we no, miss no, anything no, from no, Phantom no. Pain? Did we... Oh, yes, met many. Uh, yeah. Did we? What's the bonkersest thing we missed? I mean, there's this part where, like, your whole ship gets infected with this virus and you have to, like, decide who to kill. Yes. Wait, really? Yeah. You're killing and quarantining guys and yeah. you, you have to figure out why is everyone getting this virus? What's the common thread? Yeah. And it's the language they speak. Yeah. But you don't think about that. But then it's, the game is just you, like, navigating menus and you have to put, like, information together. I don't really remember this part too well, but... No, it's crazy. It was tough. And then, the, I guess the guys you have to kill... You, like, I read this, I don't remember this, you, like, burn them, and then you create diamonds yep. from their <laughs> remains, yep. and then you take them into battle so that you're, like, more diamond yep. than Because you're the diamond dogs. <laughs> That's a fucking war crime. No, yeah. it's just, That's a crime against humanity. It's just symbolism at the cost of everything else. Yeah. Which, awesome. You know what? It, it, for this game, it fucking, it's, it's great. It works. Okay, uh, well... Let me ask you one final question. Mm-hmm. Wh- which fucking snake are you again? Liquid, solid, diamond? You mean the... the Is boss different than solid? Yes. Who's liquid? 
Liquid and Solid Snake are two clones, the twin snakes, or uh, Les Enfants Terribles. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, that's, they're literally called that. Wait, what? Two twin clones of the big boss created. Uh, I forget who created them. One has all of the strong, cool genes. The other one has all of the shitty, recessive genes. <gasps> Ouch. Exactly. And oh. it gives him a total Napoleon Wait, complex. all the recessive genes. Like, he's, like, always sick, and he's really short, and he's got a bad, like, mental health he's not, he's not short for some reason, but yes, that's... No, that's... The, the other, otherwise, you're right. What? He's blonde. He's got green eyes. <laughs> like he does. He's British for some reason. What? Yeah. He's just, like, a little a little ponce. Well, he, he looks exactly like you, but he's blonde. <laughs> Um, you guys want to sing Man Who Sold the World together? Oh, no. Not me. Not me. Lose control.